Hello and welcome to the Financial Classroom with Will, Tim, and Jules, where three friends believe that the American dream is built by living within your means. Listen as we discuss how to build wealth, live frugally, and attack life with a financial plan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Classroom. Today, you're listening to episode 58. Uh, today, we have uh, a married couple that reached out to us who listened to our show and uh, is a actually a pretty young couple that reached six-figure millennial um, net worth. And so today, we are glad to have McKenna and Nolan on, and they live in Maple Creek area. And so uh, McKenna and Nolan are only 24 years old and hit 100K at 22 years old. So um, on the other side of the mic is Tim and Jules. Hello, hello. Hey. Um, yeah, so it's great to have Nolan and uh, McKenna on with us. Uh, I think we'll just jump right into things. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? What do you guys do? And yeah, how were you guys raised in terms of finances? And how did you get to 100K? Yeah, um, so I was raised very frugally. Um, by my parents, I was homeschooled and my parents are still almost minimalists and spend very little on anything outside of property and the occasional investment. Um, after high school and being homeschooled, I went to Bible school for two years, which is where McKenna and I met. And then I went and did my engineering design and drafting technologies diploma at Sask Polytech in Moose Jaw. Oh, nice. And yeah, now I'm, now I'm working as a product developer at a print supply shop. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I was raised a little bit differently than Nolan. Uh, I was raised kind of frugally as when we were young. I remember like never really going out to eat much um, and being careful with our spending. But then I saw like massive lifestyle creep over the years. And I just never really grew out of that. I think I just always was aware of my money. I would save all my Halloween candy if that was just kind of like, I have one of those personalities, I guess. I had three Easter bunnies at one point, <laughs> was saving from year to year to year. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of never grew out of it. And um, mm-hmm. leaving home is expensive. And I just kind of realized that you can be careful with your money and it goes a lot further and you get to spend it on the things you care about more. So that's awesome. kind of where I've come from. And uh, I did. Four years of education. I'm a teacher at a school here in town. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And so I did, yeah, the four years there in Regina and then got the school. Well, actually, I I finished a little bit earlier. So I just finished my degree in December of 2021 and got a job right away um, in town here and was able to, yeah, kind of hook on to a really great (laughs) job. They treat me really well. And uh, it is a private school. Um, but we get to be on like the Saskatchewan teacher grid and, and things like that. They treat, they treat us quite well. Cool. And, and Nolan, uh, sorry, when did you graduate? Um, I graduated about half a year ago. So you guys are like both pretty fresh graduates then yeah, so you guys had already 100K, at hundred K you had hundred K before you graduated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, we put, we did a lot of work during school as well with COVID. I took a year off in the middle of my diploma and did work because I didn't want to do online school. Yeah. He was working three jobs at one point during the pandemic. Yeah. Just because a lot of people quit their jobs and there was a lot of work available. So we just kind of took opportunity after opportunity. Yeah. People just kept asking me to work for them. I just kept saying yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, guys. So you actually were able to accumulate 100K of net worth while in school. Did you guys get any kind of um, help with school? Did you have uh, student fees or how did that all work? Yeah. So my parents help with my tuition quite a bit. They've been putting away money into an education fund since I was very young and the government's willing to match that. So they've been putting it in. They put it in for about 18 years and then it duplicates. Um, But I kind of traded off with, I worked for their company quite a bit. So a lot of my payment for doing work for the company kind of doubled as what they were paying into my tuition as well. Okay, perfect. So that's in the the RESP, right? Or is there a different program you're talking about? I believe it's the RESP, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Nolan had most of his tuition covered and just had living expenses. Yeah. And then my parents were putting into our ESPs as well, but not as much. So I had about 2K a year to cover tuition. Um, so yeah, I just kind of took advantage of that as much as I could. And then we both applied for student loans and grants. And we took the loans most of the years, but we just didn't touch it. And then we also had the student grants, which... During the pandemic, they actually doubled the student grants. So they were already pretty good for us because we are low income and because we're married, right? So all of our income, we're not Mm -hmm. based off of our parents' income, we're based off of our own. Mm -hmm. So we had high because of that. And then they doubled it for us during the pandemic. So we really took advantage of all those those things that the government was offering students at that time. Yeah, we got a large sum of our educations paid for through um, grants just by applying for everything and being married. So you're dependent. You're um a dependent of your spouse, and then your income is so low. Mm-hmm. Wow! Your so yeah. moral of the story: If you're a student, get married. Yeah, that's what I try <laughs> to tell people. Yeah, everybody. It's funny. Everybody says, "Oh, don't get married young. Wait till you're done school." And I'm like, "What? No, don't wait. Like, if you want to yeah. get married, do it. This is the best time to take advantage of those perks." That's interesting. I actually have never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't know about it when we got married. Yeah. But once we got married, went and applied for these things, we were like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was significant because we, our first year of university, we didn't, we applied for the grants and we got like half as much the first year and the next year it doubled. And we were like, whoa, everybody's got to do this. Yeah. And then it doubled again <laughs> in the then, pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kept going up. And yeah, like, of course, so we were able to uh, accumulate all that wealth throughout the uh, throughout our educations because we would work during school. Um, so we both, we had jobs and then we were able to work during the summers as well. And we would just take, we would find a good job. And then I like during the summers, I would work full time a job and then I'd also find an evening job. So I was working full time throughout the week. And then weekends and evenings at a different job. So like it is possible to get through university debt free. And that's what I love telling people. It's like you don't have to sink yourself into a hole. You're able to make 15 grand if you're willing to work hard in a summer. And yeah, I I was able to get my expenses down to about 1500 every year. So you can zero out every year and get out scot-free. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of people don't really think too much about finances while they're in school like i know for myself when i was in school i kind of had the mentality that um you know i'll get through school and then i'll be earning good money when i get out of school so that like that'll just pay off whatever student loans i accumulate um and even just like i'm really impressed that you guys uh had those student loans 
and you guys just saved them. Because uh, again, my mentality with student loans when I was in school was, okay, this is the spending money I have for, yeah. uh, you know, for the right. school year. So, I mean, yeah, you guys were, were dialed in differently than I think a lot of students. Yeah. But and I think that's the way that people are taught to as well. Yeah. To kind of spend their student loan, right? It's okay if you come out of, out of school with 30 to 40 grand of debt because you're going to be making so much. But Yeah, it's normalized. Yeah, but then you keep spending that same amount of money when you're when you go to start working and then you just never get out of the hole. Yeah, yeah, you like yeah, you just create that lifestyle and yeah, keep it going afterwards. Yeah, and we threw ourselves into some pretty uncomfortable situations as well while we were in school to try and um get out with more money. Like at one point we were living in a boarding house with a bunch of kids. And we were on duty while we were doing school. So we managed to get it that we were being paid while we were in online classes and doing homework and living in like this little dorm room that was designed for like 14 year olds. <laughs> I, I love the sacrifices though. Yeah. Um, and, and truly, if, I think you guys say you've listened to this podcast lots and, and I always talk about how sacrificing like early on and you, you hear all these six figure millennial guests sacrifice early on and, and they really reap the benefits later on in life. Um, mm-hmm. and so just even doing that kind of change your trajectory, uh, um, and if you look at people who are 24, a lot of them are drowning in debt right now, um, or just starting out their career and just starting to pay back their student loans where you guys are sitting on, um, over a hundred thousand dollars of, uh, net worth. And, uh, that, that's pretty incredible. That's just showing that sacrifice, that you made early on is paying off for sure. Do you guys have any of that hundred thousand dollars invested, or like how is how is that hundred thousand ish broken down, or what? I mean, what is your net worth right now exactly, or roughly? Yeah, so we put a lot of our money into our TFSAs. We maxed out both of our TFSAs, and we have them just invested wow. in very safe investments. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, and of course that's at a bit of a low <laughs> with yeah. the way the market is, but mm-hmm. it's long term. Yeah. And then we have the rest of our money is kind of sunk into our house. We're kind of at this point we're focused on paying off our house as quickly as we can. And then when we pay it off, we'll depending on if we have kids yet or not, we'll determine if we if we buy another house and turn this into a rental or we haven't quite planned that far what we're going to do with the house, but yeah, most of our money is in the, in safe investments and then in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have some money set aside for renovations in the house as well. We really want to bring up the value of this home. The basement is unfinished. So we would love to finish up the basement and develop the backyard a bit. Um, we just moved into this house like a month ago, not even. Yeah, not so even. Oh, wow. yeah, we're still, we're still figuring things out, but we're very, very happy to be in a home that we're owning rather than renting. We've been renting for the last three years since we've been married and we've moved. I this think is, se- this is our seventh move. Oh, seven moves in three. I think wow. it was six. Maybe I six moved, or seven. I moved an extra time. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah we moved. I've moved seven times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's finally nice to put down some roots. Congratulations, guys, for yeah, thank you, for homeowners. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> it feels very good. It feels like we've been holding our breath all these years. We can finally, whew. yeah. <laughs> with um, with the grants and the student loans that you guys got, you said you didn't spend it. What did you do with it? 
did you invest it or? You know, for years we sat on it and I just, I, sometimes I thought maybe we should invest it, but it felt a little bit risky to me. Um, we always try and play it safer rather than going for the quick growth. So yeah, we, we did ask our uh, financial advisor, we go with Asante. Um, you actually had him on the podcast uh, at near the beginning of when you guys started recording. Oh, Jackson. Jackson Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So we've always just kind of played it safe. And we did ask him, is it, is it smart to go and invest the student loan money? And he said, well, he, he kind of lets you go whatever direction you want to, but he said it's risky because it's really not your money and you do have to pay it back at a certain point. Whereas we're going for the longer term investment. We're not going to touch our TFSA money for a long time. So yeah, yeah, we just kind of let it sit. And then in the end, we didn't do anything with it. It was just kind of like that safety net there in case we ran into some emergency. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we paid it, like each of us paid back our student loan the day we graduated. Yeah. Everything we had taken. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, I think it's cool that the day you can pay it back, you guys just paid it back, yeah. which is yeah. <laughs> it's so rare. It was uh, a okay. good feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So we broke, we talked about your net worth already. Um, how is that broken down? Um, how, where, how much you said most of it is in your TFSA and then the rest is just in the house. Do you have guys have RSP or do you have, do you include your cars in there or include, I don't know, certain things in there, or is it just strictly your TFSA and then your house? It's mostly just TFSA and house. Like cool. we've done a little bit of our own investing, investing through like wealth simple and stuff. Yeah. But that's all been that's been very minor. Okay. Like I, I would say less than three thousand dollars in that. Okay, cool. Mostly and, just playing around with that, kind of yeah. seeing what we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as for vehicles, we have one vehicle and we paid three grand for it and it's worth about that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also not a lot in vehicles. Yeah. Right. We, have, we do have, yeah, we do have that cash sitting around for our renovations. Um, so there's a little bit allocated there. We did 20% down on our house so we could avoid some of that. Amazing. Um, yeah. That charge. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we did, then the rest of it is in TFSA. Cool. So I want listeners to hear this. They're 24 years old. They have maxed out their tax free savings account. Uh, They're invested in the market and they put 20% down on their house. And so that is so amazing and so awesome to be able to do all that by the time you're 24. Now, the question I have though, what is your salary range right now? People are going to be thinking, okay, they must be making so much money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, so fair, fair enough. Like, we're both educated. Um, so I'm on the Saskatchewan teacher grid and I'm a first year teacher. So for those of you interested, you can go look that up. It's public information. <laughs> yeah. And I've only been at my job for about two months, so we don't have money because of that. But yeah, I get about, it varies from week to week because I'm still paid hourly just because I'm a new employee. Okay. But yeah, I get about uh, 26 an hour. Okay. So what, what would you say? Yeah. It- household income in one given year how much would you guys pull in all together oh, we haven't had a year yet <laughs> yeah we've done assuming we make it a whole year at these jobs we'll be 130 yeah i would say 130, 130 is okay. yeah yeah and we've had like a little like i like for teachers we go up on the teacher grid every year uh mm-hmm. so like i go up a little bit and then there's little minor adjustments like a dollar up here and, and it's not that much up because my wife's a teacher so i know all about it <laughs> and uh yeah 
Yeah. It's appreciated when it comes. It's some sort of incentive to keep going. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. And like both of our players treat us so, so well and just awesome. kind of the minor encouragements. And mm-hmm. well, and you guys haven't been there very long. Like you don't even know how much you're going to make in a year, like you were saying. Yeah. So to have all that accumulation already starting out on your career is like brand new in your career. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 So we are just kind of focusing right now on pushing all the money to the house. I know we really should be starting on our RRSPs. Um, that's something we have been talking about, but haven't bit the bullet yet. Yeah. Um, that's something we're still reading about and trying to see if that's what's right for us. Cause yep. we've also been talking about getting into, you know, rental properties or, you know, like you don't want to just do something because everybody else is, I guess. I think yep. diversification is key. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with having investments in the market, different registered funds like your TFSA or RESP or RSP. And then also if you want to do real estate, do that too. Yeah. 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 One thing I'm actually just super curious about, because so like my sister lives in small town Saskatchewan and um, she uh, like when she moved there, I was just super curious about how much it cost to buy a house in the town where she moved to. And you could buy a house for like $60,000 or like $50,000. I'm just curious, like how much did you guys uh, spend on a house where you are? Yeah. So we paid one fifty five for ours. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, it was, it came up on the market and we actually, we saw it. We were laying in bed Saturday night and McKenna checked her phone and it came up mm. and we went and saw it the next day, put in the offer instantly and wow. the offer was accepted the next day. Holy it, cow. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had about 20 more offers that came in after that. So yeah, we just kind of, we hit the right time. Yeah. We just paid the price for it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't yeah. blow ball them or anything. We just said, we'll give you what you're asking. It was kind of the best thing. Perfect for what we were looking for. It has potential for a basement suite down here. Newly renovated kitchen mm. and bathrooms. and Yeah. Nice big backyard. We're very happy here. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And for those listeners that are listening in Vancouver and Toronto that you think you can buy a house for $150,000 when that's like a washroom that you're buying in Vancouver or Toronto, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's I'm so also <laughs> always opportunities in other places to buy cheaper real estate. It just depends where you want to live. That's all at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we definitely subscribe to that for sure. We hear, I have a family living in Ontario, you know, Hamilton and Vancouver, and they complain all the time about the price of housing. And I always tell them there's plenty of houses available in Maple Creek and I think I have a lot more fun than you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, you guys seem like you have most things figured out up to this point. Um, you paid off your student loans the moment it was due. You guys have a house. You got max a TFC. What are some big financial mistakes that you have both made, either together or individually? And mm-hmm. any funny stories about those mistakes? That's a fun question. Yeah. I feel like we haven't made like one big one. It's just been lots of like little ones. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to like pick one. But one of the things that we did was we invested in Virgin Galactic because when we first decided we had this money and we're like, we should actually be investing and not just sitting on it. We kind of just went and, you know, you find like the stocks and stuff. And we did a lot of research into Virgin Galactic and we put, we put quite a few hundreds where we had thousands into that stock. Yeah. By the end of the year. And it tripled in value. And we looked at each other and we were like, we're holding. Like we were looking at our phone and we could have made thousands of dollars in the click of a button. 
And we're like, we're holding, like, this is a long-term investment. Suckers get out. And the stock's almost worthless. Like, I don't check anymore because it makes me sad how much money we <laughs> oh, lost no. in that investment. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's, would, would you say that's your biggest mistake then? Have you, did you guys ever buy a brand new car, um, felt falling into credit card debt or um, no, put all your money on Pokemon cards or whatnot? <laughs> I, I've spent quite a bit of money on video games. I'll admit that. And most of it hasn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, but that's but, a hobby. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't spend it in a healthy way. I'm, I'm actually mm. really susceptible to like um, little purchases. So like throughout high school, I spent over $500 on one game, just spending like a dollar or two every day. Mm-hmm. And eventually at the end of high school, like I was looking at this and it's like, this is worthless. And I lost so much money on this. So yeah, I'm is happy it, that it, it, was in, it was smaller though. Is it more worthless than that drink that you drank at the beginning of the show, that Buffalo wing sauce drink? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> bought that for me. So oh, okay. <laughs> uh yeah yeah cool yeah like maybe another mistake we made like we kind of got into crypto at the height of the hype oh yeah so we kind of were like oh yeah like this is something everybody's talking about it and we hadn't built our philosophy up where you don't do what everybody else is doing yet so yeah we cut we got into that and we we put a couple grand in there and yeah right now we're not so happy about it but we're pretty stubborn and we'll just hold and i think we would run it right into the ground we're still holding virgin galactic too so yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's almost yeah so that was definitely a mistake and we've learned lessons from it you don't Mm -hmm. follow the crowd but yeah yeah no like no cars um yeah like i think yeah the biggest financial mistake really would have been that we thought we could invest ourselves with our little bit of knowledge Mm -hmm. and we really should have had an advisor or something from the get-go because mm-hmm. yeah the little the little costs over however long it did cost us a couple grand at the bare minimum cool i have, I have very mixed feelings about that statement but that is the, uh, the advisor yes i have i have pros and cons feelings about that so maybe i should rephrase myself we, we should have at least done the research before we invested, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, and single stocks can be scary too. Yes. You know, you yeah. put your money yeah, into exactly. an ETF and it's balanced out. And, you know, like if one tanks, you've got hundreds more to kind of keep you floating. But I did the same thing on two stocks and it's still, I'm still down like 85% on both. Um, yeah. I didn't ask Will and Tim's their permission. We warned her. I did it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know what uh, i think sometimes mistakes are valuable lessons and you pay for education so i paid for that education yeah that's, that's a great way of thinking about yeah it. true yeah so uh switching gears a little bit um so i don't know i just get this impression from talking with you guys that you guys maybe were more or less on the same page financially when you got together at, so like is that the case and also do you guys budget together and like do budget meetings or anything like that yeah so like the idea because we did talk about this one quite a bit the idea of like whether we're on the same page or not or whether we were is yeah interesting because like we both had the same idea that we don't want to spend money we don't have to and we both want to be frugal and stuff but yeah we just have very different ways of going about it like McKenna was all very when we realized we have money McKenna was very over the idea of like let's get rental properties. Let's get that passive income going. 
and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I'm more like, let's just work as many hours as we can and slap that money in the bank account and not spend money because my brain's more of a simple, <laughs> more of a smooth brain person. And I just see like, you make money, it goes into the account, you don't spend it, it'll still be there. So I think it, we're on a different page, but it works out really well because then McKenna spends her time when I'm working overtime, McKenna spends the time reading investment books and researching stuff. And she handles more of like the investment side of our finances. So who's more of the nerd? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> There's different kinds of nerds though. That's who, who is more of the financial nerd in the relationship? I guess is what I would say then. I would, I would be, say McKenna. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm reading. Have any of you read Richer, Wiser, Happier yet? Not yet. No, no I have a friend one. who recommended me it, but I haven't okay. read it yet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. It talks about the pandemic, actually. So it's quite mm-hmm. recently written. And I've been, I've been finding that interesting. It studies uh, a bunch of different investors and how you can, well, just like the principles you can take out of these different investors and how you can apply them to your life and not just benefit financially, but also just in building a meaningful life. And and uh yeah cool yeah Yeah. that's awesome okay so i probably am the nerd but yeah i have my own stuff going on (laughs) you know honestly i i think it's awesome to have at least one person at least both of you guys are frugal and and understand finances but to have someone who's fully like the nerd the the one who's trying to budget or trying to figure out their net worth or investment and all that because if you have if you got a couple that no one cares, then that's when all the money comes in and all the money goes out mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So uh, that's cool that uh, one of you guys is in charge, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, so have you guys always been on board then with saving, investing, and budgeting, like both of you guys? Or was there any struggle when you first got married, especially you guys got married so young? No struggle. Yeah, I don't feel like there was a struggle. I think it's it's almost like hard to talk about because you sit there and talk about it and you're like, we're not going to eat out. And then you get annoyed and it's like, what do you mean we're not going to eat out? But then in our practical lifestyle, we just don't actually eat out. <laughs> right. So yeah, like, I feel like there were less talks about it than maybe there could have been but yeah and like we start because we were married so early we got to build a lot of these habits together right so Mm -hmm. we came out of university and we were living separately uh during our first year of university but like we talked about stuff and we built our own habits to some degree but then one year isn't enough to build those really heavy habits that are hard to break Mm -hmm. um but yeah like one thing that we did have to change was like i grew up in a family that didn't really like wasn't really aware of how much food costed. So like I was used to eating like steak and salmon and uh, you know, those expensive meats and vegetables and stuff like that. And then when I moved out, I started, well, and once I got married to Nolan, we started realizing how much food actually costs. And so there was a bit of a struggle, like realizing, oh, okay, so we can't be buying like, you know, rack of ribs or something for a meal. You know, we're gonna mm-hmm. maybe go and uh, spring rolls yeah exactly something yeah. where yeah something where it's the cheaper you know you can eat for maybe two dollars per meal um yeah so that was definitely a challenge to figure out things that were cheaper and then you could kind of build a meal that didn't cost as much as going out to eat mm-hmm. and i think socially oh sorry tim go ahead oh yeah i was just gonna say and i think there's something to um looking at 
where your money's going and just kind of evaluating, okay, like what, where is a lot of my money going? And sometimes mm-hmm. even with things like food, um, it might be easy initially just to be like, oh, okay, well, that's food. I just have to spend that much money on food. And uh, I think there's something valuable to coming to those, uh, to those different categories and being like, okay, does this actually have to be the case? Do I have to spend this much? Are there cheaper alternatives? Um, so, and you guys, yeah, you guys show that, yeah, like you don't have to spend as much as you were. And if you really take a, like a thorough analysis of what you guys were spending on food that, yeah, there is room for that to come down. Yeah. And like, it's definitely a lot of being intentional with your choices. So like the food thing, it's an intentional choice. You're at the grocery store to be doing the math. Uh, when we put like insurance on the house, I didn't just go with the first place that I called for insurance. I got quotes from multiple places and found one company that was giving me half off because I was a student. Uh, I was a student that came from University of Regina. Uh, like with our phone plans, right? We're paying 22 or $23 a month rather than paying 60 like a lot of people are. It is just like being intentional and yeah, absolutely thinking about do I need to spend that amount for the mm-hmm. same product really? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I love, man, like I feel like I'm talking to my younger self here. This is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I know. And like, we have a hard time. We can't find people our age that are like this. We found, well, actually, because it was Jordan Fair. Uh, he was mm. on the podcast with you guys before. Yeah. Um, he was that guy from Moose Jaw. And so yeah. we got connected with him and we found out later that he was on your guys' podcast. It was so funny. Oh, yeah. And he's oh. been the only guy our age that we've managed to find that are somewhat that are on the same page and can have these conversations with. So it can yeah. be a lonely game. That's what I was going to ask you. Are you. Do you guys find it hard to have a social life when you guys are, are budgeting and all your friends are out spending? How do you guys navigate that? Well, I think we've had it pretty good because like not, well, when I went to school, like nobody in my class, like there was no partying, nobody really hung out or anything together. So like, I didn't miss out by much by not doing any of this during school. And as well being in a diploma, like I was in, I, most of us spent most of our time doing homework anyways. Um, so like through the whole college thing, it didn't really affect much. And now that we're done, we do have enough that like, you know, that that other every other weekend when somebody's like, Hey, you want to come out for lunch with us or something like that? We, we can bite the bullet and spend the money to do it, to have the social life. Yeah. And we see that as like an investment into friends, you know, like there's, there's just different ways you can view spending money like that. We're not going out to eat by ourselves, but you know, if friends want to go out and have a good time. Yeah. We're there for it. So you're yeah. still, you're still living your lives. It's just yeah. not the yeah. daily expenditures, but for big excursions or even just like dinners out and, experiences you're willing to spend the money yeah absolutely yeah yeah and that's something I have a hard time uh, talking with some people because they think that we have miserable lives that we're living this way (laughs) and you know like we have a lot of fun like it's yeah it's a good time being careful with your money and then the things mean a lot more when you actually do go and spend it Mm -hmm. um question for you guys you guys walk to work (laughs) um not all at the moment yes because it's summer yeah. We don't know what we're going to do once it, you know. How far is your walk? Cool. Both of you guys. I'm about 15 minutes. And how okay. far are you? I don't walk. I haven't walked yet. It's, it's kind of funny. So Nolan was at his job for two months while I was at my job. And now I'm a teacher, right? So I'm not at work. So we've only really had two months of, of double of income, both working and our last car just broke down and like <laughs> died. So like we had like maybe four weeks of only having one vehicle. Mm-hmm. 
and then we'll be figuring all this out in the springtime, I guess. So, so yeah, if you I'm walk, if you if you do walk, McKenna, how long would it take you to walk to work? Oh, you're um, probably a little longer than me. Yeah, right? probably twenty minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. in small towns it can be easier, but. Yeah, it takes me 15 minutes to walk to work, and and Nolan, in minus 40, I'm walking to work still. So really, oh, good you for could you. Totally, you oh. could totally do it, and and I work night shift too, so I'll walk back home after a night shift. <laughs> Seriously, um, so I don't know. 15 minutes is not that bad. I put in a podcast, I uh, plug in earphones, and off you go. And it's it's really not that. Put on a balaclava, and you're good to go. So uh, yeah, we are probably gonna stick with the one vehicle this, for this next year. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. probably yeah. gonna be the case. <laughs> Yeah, well, I might get stuck walking a bit. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Our U.S. listeners are probably like, I'm never going up to Canada in the wintertime. Okay. <laughs> Our Canadian listeners are like, I really don't want to live in Canada in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, so you guys are young already, uh, but uh, you guys just graduated university and you have $100,000. What advice do you have for young people who are in university or in high school right now? My main advice to young people would be that if you find your, like your self-worth and your value in your material things, that you're pretty much hooped financially and that you've either got to change that or just, you just got to accept the debt at that point. I don't think there's really a way around it that I can find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've, we have talked about this quite a bit, trying to like, how do we help um, family or friends who are looking at us saying, how are we doing what we're doing? And there's a point where you do just have to have mindset change. There's no quick fix for, for finances. It's just a lot of, a lot of sometimes challenging decisions and sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's tough. Cause people will talk to us and it's like, Oh, like I wish I had that so I could buy this car. And it's like, well, <laughs> I have that because I didn't buy that car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With in saying that, what are your goals for the future? Like, what are your five, 10 year goals? Where do you guys see yourselves when you're in your 40s? Well, okay, so I'll, maybe I'll do the five, 10 year. Um, like, we're probably we're approaching the years that we'll probably start thinking about a family and having kids. Mm-hmm. So I, we want to get to the place where, um, I could not be working and still be feeling very comfortable with our finances. So that is like paying off the house. We don't have that payment Um, or, you know, paying off this house, moving into a different house and using this as a rental. Um, In terms of goals, like we really do just, you know, flip flop all the time. We just kind of, we hear about different things we can do and we think, Oh yeah, maybe we should do that. Or maybe we should do something else. We're just very, we're driven in the day to day. And when you're, when you're kind of, when you're driving in such a forward momentum, it's, you kind of get where you want to be every day rather than aiming for the big thing, I guess. Oh, it's hard, <laughs> hard to explain because we really don't have any long-term goals that are set in stone. Like we're not aiming to make six figures about the bus or, you know, buy a house that's worth a million dollars or anything. It's just day by day, we just try and make decisions that put us where we want to end mm-hmm. up i don't know <laughs> in saying that like how much like projections how much do you guys put away into savings investments a month and have you kind of projected where you'll be in the next 10 20 years good question jules that is a good question <laughs> that's a hard question i guess it's probably a question for me being the, the, the financial financial yeah. <laughs> come on yeah, like um 
So we would like to make to well, like you know, the fire community that financial independence retire early. We don't. We, we kind of like aim in that direction, but Nolan just really like he loves having a job and uh, he loves that structure. So he's probably not going to retire early. I really don't want to retire. <laughs> I, I like working and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just that's the healthiest fair. for him. And then, uh, yeah. So for me, I could see myself retiring early, um, but then Nolan continuing to work and or you know, like I might start a business one day. Um, you know, we started a cleaning business this year. And so we do house cleanings in the evenings and weekends. It's so always like hustling. I love it, you guys. <laughs> continuing in that direction, maybe continuing to expand that. Or I've thought about like starting a daycare when we start having kids. So yeah. Yeah. In terms of the like being really intentional with like putting this much away, we just kind of more so go for the bulk things that we want to pay this thing off. We want to max out our TFSAs. Um, we'll start putting it into our RSPs. We're not necessarily in the percentages. We just kind of, we're, we're not as structured as what a lot of people are. For me, being a numbers nerd, it's just yeah. kind of, it just happens. We don't have to be so intentional about it, which maybe is, yeah, probably does speak to our personality a bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like once you reach a certain level of frugal, you almost have to be like intentional to spend money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's how oh, we feel too. We have some issues like, like we'd have phones that just wouldn't work and we wouldn't upgrade. <laughs> and like the car broke down and McKenna couldn't call me because her phone was just like fried. And it's like, maybe we should spend a little bit of money, you know, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Sometimes it catches you at a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. We're learning that now that we're working, that we can be spending money. You know, we kind of have to have maybe a bit of a lifestyle creep. I think we were such such a low before that maybe we have to raise up a little bit, even though that lifestyle creep is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. Uh, so McKenna and Nolan, you guys have listened to this podcast before. Uh, right now we're going to do Break the Piggy Bank. Okay. Okay. And I'm familiar. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So uh, instead of asking you actually uh, places or things that you want to do with all the money in the world, uh, that's actually reverse this question a little bit because after talking to you guys, there's a lot of hacks that you guys have given. Uh, what are your, in terms of uh, achieving financial independence or achieving fire or even just, let's say somebody's trying to get out of debt, what is your top five frugal hacks for somebody? Oh, this is so fun. Okay. Oh. Okay, okay, let me. We gotta think about that yeah, for a second. <laughs> it's funny because I have lots of like little ones that I do, and McKenna has lots of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I just have to say, I love how you guys are really excited about this question. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I actually did a hack this year in school that I'm really proud of. So, I want to talk about it. Okay. I hope it's not illegal. I hope it's not illegal. Guys. <laughs> but I figured out that you could go on to like, um, there's this thing called, I think it's called Firefox Replay. And it lets you like generate random email addresses. And I would generate random email addresses for like the fast food places that have the limited thing where it's like make a new account and get like a burger for $1 or something. And like, (laughs) I I actually ate quite a bit of fast food in school because I could go to Burger King and I could get like a Whopper and a thing of fries for like, I think it was two bucks. It was about what I would eat for. This is frugality right here. And like the weird part was like, I I was showing people it at school and stuff. And they're just like, this is so stupid. But like, I had so much fun with it. Cause like, I love the tech stuff. And like, to me, you know, you feel a little bit like a hacker. You're like, I've cracked the code. I've broken the app. Awesome. Did you get to the point where like the, uh, like the servers recognized you? 
No, I never got to that. Okay. Because I, I actually, so um, like I use Flash Foods. I don't, I don't know if you guys have that out in Maple oh, yeah, Creek or okay. have heard. Well, yeah. we don't, when we drive into Medicine Hat, we see it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday I uh, picked up a Flash Foods order and the person's like, oh, um, Eldred. Um, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, anyway, I'll let you guys continue. So that's number one. Okay, number two. Uh, okay. Oh, I had one. Oh, okay. yeah, mine is a bit of a bigger one. So I would kind of pull back to like the business that we have. So we clean houses. So we do like routine cleans, like move out cleans and spring cleaning. So we don't really advertise ourselves at all, but like we just seem to really like we just spread out. And we kind of gain cusp clients. And we charge more than either of us make at our jobs per hour. Significantly more. Wow. Like like more than what we make at our educated jobs. We make more cleaning people's houses. And so I feel like that's a bit of a hack. You can not be educated and make more than a teacher and an engineering draftsman. Just by, you know, finding something that people want and they're willing to pay you a lot of money for <laughs> and it's not hard hard work it's like it's kind of a nice break from our very mental jobs awesome that's fantastic yeah, i love that uh Can number number three i don't know if i agree with the one i want to say it feels a little <laughs> unethical so this one was a bit of an accidental hack that we had and we've actually been trying to break like we were trying to stop doing this but it's really hard to um we found that when people would see that we weren't spending money they would spend money on us. Like the amount of times people buy us food when we go oh, out gosh. or stuff like that. Cause it's like, it's like these people don't smell and you don't, you tell them it's like, it's I like, don't want, that. I don't want this. Like McKenna, you went out with one of your friends and the girl like bought you shoes. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's, I'm not going to pay $40 for these. And they'll like people buy you stuff. And so I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying everybody should do this. It's not like a hack. It's just a weird psychological thing. That yeah. Out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And we're trying to break that. <laughs> oh I think, my yeah, goodness. we can. We can break it a little bit more now. Yeah, now now that we're not students, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't really yeah. rely back on, oh, we're students. We're not going to, we're not going to go spend our money on blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Um, number four. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, well, your your phones, your public mobile, you can talk about that. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so public mobile is a service. The reason they can charge so little is because they don't have any actual employees. So if anything ever goes wrong with your plan, you're not going to be able to fix it very easily. But we haven't had any issues yet, so we're doing well. But we pay about, I think I paid $23, Noel pays $22 a month. And we get a gig of data, unlimited text, and unlimited talk. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything that we need. And, you know, we get Wi-Fi everywhere we go. We have Wi-Fi at work. We have it at home. You can kind of hook on to Wi-Fi as you're traveling and stuff. So um, that's been definitely a hack that we have used, mm-hmm. just finding the cheapest possible phone plan. And we did do the calculations last week and realized how much money we spent by not... Saved. How much money we saved. saved by uh, not, well, buying these brand new phones and not getting mm-hmm. onto these contract plans. Awesome. Yeah, I use public mobile as well. And yeah, it's great. I haven't really run into many issues with it. So yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. 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 And Flash Foods is another good hack where mm-hmm. if you can go in and, you know, find food that's going to expire the next day and just throw mm-hmm. it in the freezer, yeah. then you can have a cheap meal. Um, awesome. I love, I love finding the cheapest way to cook. That's, I wouldn't really say it's a hack, but there are ways that you can, you know, like 
I think you should talk about the food thing. It's kind of a hack. <laughs> well, like I found a way during university when we were students that we could eat for $10 a day. So between the two of us, we would be able to spend $10 a day on food. And so do that seven days a week and your expenses go so, so low. Mm. So again, you know, you spend like 50 cents on uh, breakfast. I think it was 50 cents on breakfast, then a dollar, no, 50 cents per person on breakfast. That's a dollar. And then a dollar 50 on lunches, which is very doable. And then you do the rest on supper. And like, you can eat very, like people think we're eating like, crappy food and we're being really unhealthy but like you can eat well if you're portioning yourself um and not just like eating to your heart's content and um yeah there's there's just foods out there that are not crazy expensive like cabbage is really cheap potatoes are cheap broccoli can go on sale for like a dollar fifty a pound uh freezer foods can be really cheap like pierogies <laughs> and pot stickers and yeah there's just so many things we really got into sidekicks when we were in university and you can get those for a dollar and then you load it up with freezer veggies and you're eating mm. for a dollar and 50 between the two of you for like a mm. lunch or maybe a supper if you put a lot of vegetables in it. So it's just so many different ways. Like you don't have to spend loads of loads of money on your food every day. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only person who thinks about my meals on like a, how much am I spending on this meal basis. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels a little bit, oh, I don't know what word to use, but nitpicky. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear your guys' hacks. Do you have any hacks? Cause we can like spread it around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> big hacks. Well, big, like right now, me and my husband are renovating our kitchen. Um, cause we had the, the vinyl cupboards and the, the vinyl was starting to peel off on them. Mm-hmm. So we got a, um, reface magic to come in. It was like a home Depot thing. And they quoted us $20,000. And so I'm like, we can make new cabinets for way cheaper. So we're in it for 300 bucks, three months later, still working on it, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I feel like we should have all new brand, brand new cabinet doors painted, built up to the ceiling for under 500. Wow. Okay. Well, if we ever need to renovate our kitchen, we'll be calling you. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Wow. I walk to work. There's that. Yep, there's a yeah. good hack. Walk to work. Walk yeah, to work. that's right. If, if you can, or or bike, or transit, or whatever. I feel uh, like you're trying to tell me something here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying gas is super expensive nowadays, and and honestly, I I don't even walk to work for saving the money necessary. It's more for I just like to like decompress or like even like just mm-hmm. I just enjoy the walk. I enjoy listening to podcasts or music or whatever, and. Or heck, in the summer, just listening to the birds in the morning when I walk to work. So it's uh, yeah, really yeah, good. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. A good way for to um, for bigger purchases, um, you know, like uh, especially I moved into a condo a few months ago. So uh, before I make the major purchase, uh, you know, just going to the company's website and seeing if they have like a email newsletter thing I can sign up for to get like ten dollars or ten percent or whatever, anything like that. Right um another one which will disagreed with me on but uh when i got insurance for my condo i set my deductible as five thousand dollars because i'm like you know what like the odds of me having to make a claim for my insurance is like pretty low and you know i'm i have five thousand dollars so whatever like and how much did that uh, reduce your insurance by i'm not actually super sure but my insurance is like a hundred dollars a year a year. Yeah. Because it's a condo. Right. It's a condo. Yeah. But. Hey, interesting. Wow. I considered that. 
yeah yeah thank you guys for <laughs> coming on and um yeah it's been like super good talking with you guys you guys are like very happy very frugal and i love that you can be both those things at once and i hope that our <laughs> listeners just realize that like there there isn't like this co- correlation between like spending more money and being happier and yeah i mean i've definitely found that myself and i'm glad i found like more like minded people <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah and you know like just to respond to that part of our um, joy does come from our faith as well. So we're, we are regularly giving to the church and we find that the more we give, uh, the more we receive as well, mm. not just financially, but also just like in meaning in life and uh, yeah, just overall joy. So it's definitely not all because of the finances there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that you guys have come on here. You're young. You've got, I feel like, you know, you, in a way, this sounds silly because I'm old, but it's like you've got your head on straight, right? Like you, <laughs> you guys, are, you guys have figured it out at a very, very young age, and um, it's really cool to hear your stories here, like how you've gotten to where you are and the kind of lifestyle that you're living. Again, you're not some like weird anomaly. You're living pretty normal. It's just yeah. the small expenditures that you're watching, and I love that because it it can be so easy. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think that we make it so difficult in our own heads. Just like losing weight, you know, like there's a simple, it's a simple process. There's simple do ABC and you'll get this, but we sometimes make it too complicated and you guys have made it super simple. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I hope students will hear that message that, you know, you can do this too. We aren't an anomaly, you know, like we just, you know, you make decisions intentionally and anybody can do what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, during the recording, I was actually trying to look up the TFSA uh, contribution room um, for 23, 24 year olds. And, and with uh, considering that you guys are maxed out and having had invested, you're close to 100, close to 100K invested. So you're letting compound interest do its work now. So uh, that is absolutely fantastic and amazing. And uh, thanks for coming on, guys. It was a pleasure. McKenna, thanks for reaching out. Or Nolan, I don't know who was using your Facebook account for reaching out. <laughs> um to uh, want to share your story because i do think uh we talk about on the show that financial talk is taboo and that uh it should be more regular and more talked about um just because financial education is so limited to people and so thanks so much for sharing your story it was a pleasure talking to you both of you guys uh, i wish you guys the best of luck uh, if you guys want to reach out down the road um, and want to come on the show again with something some topic let us know uh we love to chat with you guys again again tim says you guys are just a happy couple um learning growing and uh yeah thanks so much and if you are a six-figure millennial and you would like to come on the show feel free to reach us at financialclassroom.gmail.com or find us on facebook instagram and uh like always you guys uh live on less than you make invest the rest do so for a very 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 long time and that is the key to wealth okay take care everyone have a good one later thank you for listening to this episode for more episodes and financial tips check out our facebook page the financial classroom and if you like this podcast feel free to subscribe and leave us a review on our various podcast platforms later